Hello, everybody. This is Natu Myers here, back with another podcast from the Raises.com Top Capital Razor Show. And so today I'm joined by a special guest, and his name is Andres Cleric. He is a Harvard Business School alumni, Wall Street veteran, and the co-founder and co-CEO of a venture capital-backed company called Fuse. So his company is looking to transform the loan origination process. And uh, Andres, it's great to meet you on this podcast. Nadu, thank you so much for having you here. It's, it's an honor to be part uh, of the conversation and uh, lo really looking forward uh, to our discussion. Yeah, same here. And, you know, fantastic profile. And so, so can you just perhaps walk us through, you know, your background? You worked at Goldman Sachs and Credit Suisse. So can you just walk us through some of your background and uh, where you're, you're coming from as an entrepreneur? Yeah. So I, I actually started... Uh, in a completely unrelated place to investment banking, I started as a car salesman. Uh, I paid for college selling cars. I paid for college, uh, as, ma as I mentioned, uh, in the U.S., uh, working at a dealership in Northern Virginia. Uh, I, I do think that dealing with the rejection at a very early age, uh, I was a teenager, if anything, helped me uh, face, like, interviews and things that came out afterwards in life and uh, other, like, social situations that you undertake. Um, and uh, that's not too dissimilar for like kind of what once you kind of raise the bar and you go to a bank, right? Like I would say the the biggest uh, uh, takeaway from my investment banking years was just the stamina, the sheer just amount of hours that you work, the the expectations for excellence, the reality that despite the fact that you're not saving any lives, right? You're just checking numbers. You cannot be wrong, right? Ninety-nine percent right. You're still wrong in that category of business. So it's, uh, a lot of uh, just the search for perfection and like uh, the attention to detail that that you develop, and just the ability to just work beyond the point of exhaustion. It's it's something that I treasure from those days. I I don't think the the that uh, I've ever seen the work ethic uh, at a level like the one you kind of. Uh, uh, nor you, you kind of developed during those years. Um, and after that, uh, like most investment bankers uh, would like, and not, not most, but like a good chunk of folks in, in, in my cohort, I went into the buy side, right? Uh, I, my dream was to kind of continue into the investing world and I usually consulting in investment banking roles uh, act as uh, kind of platform for, for uh, aspiring uh, buy side uh, folks to, uh, to go through. I, I did that uh, pretty much until uh, two, three years ago. And uh, and after pretty much a decade of investing in tech and business services companies, uh, I decided to start my own business. Uh, and along the way, of course, I had the chance to go to business school. I had a quick pit, pit stop at Harvard Business School. And that's where I met my co-founder a, a little bit over eight years ago. Oh, fantastic. And I mean, the hard work shows in the results. So. Harvard Business School, you met the co-founder and what are any, some, some takeaways, uh, was it the network? Was it the, the lessons? What were some of the biggest takeaways that, that you had at Harvard? Uh, I mean, I, I think, I, uh, it, it's, uh, it's a component of you go to business school, like, well, just an accelerator for your career to switch paths to kind of network. There's multiple reasons why people go. I usually, I, I would call it a portfolio of reasons. 
some people are just burned out too, right? And not everyone just goes there. It, 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 reality is that uh, in, in most business schools in the U.S., or at least top business schools, their grades don't matter. So like just some people that just just go for two years to chill. And 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 the, and the networking happens in those in those in those opportunities, right? It's it's it, it's part of like the experience. I would say I, I went with the with with the with the goal of like uh, just accelerate, continue uh, on a path. Like for had I wanted to continue just being an investor, like I was going to business school was the right with the right decision. Um, unless I I wanted to like just go into like more like public market roles in general. Uh, you go a different path, although many people out of business school will join uh, public market investing funds, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I went with the idea of like, hey, I, I want to continue being an investor. Uh, I want to expand the network and and it doesn't hurt. I, you can also ultimately see it as the as the biggest piece of insurance from a career perspective you have, right? Like you kind of like set a floor uh, from an earning standpoint, if you want to see it through the downside protection, I I always I almost saw it I I always just saw it as like a hey like opportunity wise uh, this is like something that it really expands the the set of options that I I can act on and as one professor told me there it's not really about optionality at some point you're gonna have to use those options and I think uh, I quickly realized that uh, you don't you don't just live off alternatives right you just need to actually start choosing uh and i think starting fuse uh, be, uh being able to do this with, with, with a classmate it, it kind of like speaks volumes on like hey like i'm actually making choices that are pretty intentional versus just letting the just drifting through life through like uh, uh decisions that are not made by myself brilliant instead of taking the last path of least effort you're you know you decided on the thing that is highest leverage and so then now there's Fuse, the company, and then there's this this company, you're trying to solve some problems in the loan origination process. So how does the loan origination process work to those who aren't familiar? Yeah, I mean, if, uh, frankly speaking, I, I I was not even aware that like companies like what Fuse does today existed. Like we actually, the way that we landed into this market is because we first try to be, be a direct consumer uh, loan broker, right? So we were helping other banks, credit unions, and finance companies originate loans. And uh, in order to do that, we had to devise kind of like an orchestration layer of technology so that someone can apply, we can vet them, and ultimately uh, send them to uh, other banks, credit unions, and finance companies for them to like finally fund that loan. And that entire orchestration layer app, kind of like workflows and dashboards that needed to be built, we originally built it as an internal tool. Uh, what we didn't realize is that by virtue of building that internally, we had actually built something way more flexible than, than, than our partners that had. So we were funding people at a record rate <clears throat> and in record time with no mistakes. And like lenders approached us and they were like, hey guys, it's kind of cute that you're selling us loans, but would you be perhaps interested in like selling us your technology? We can like see more value in that and we would be interested in doing so. Would you be, would you like to go that route? So of course, like the, the initial reaction, it's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, we, we've raised capital to build A and now we're, we're going to do B. Uh, and so 
we 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 had to build initial conviction around it. We and and, and we quickly started signing up a bunch of customers. We realized, hey, like, listen, if this is like, if we're gonna follow the theory of fast moving water, then this is the fast moving water is is in in the in, in the B two B tech side. That's kind of how we landed there. Um, what the product what the product does today, vis a vis what we were doing before. It's pretty similar, of course. Like we made it much more robust, more enterprise ready. But in essence, like like if I had to summarize what it is, it's a bunch of integrations, meaning like the ability to like run credit, fraud uh, so, uh, uh, checks, uh, income identity verification, all, all of that orchestration layer. You kind of you there's a bunch of vendors you need to be able to like coordinate. Then there there are workflows, right? Like how do you actually decide what is your criteria for underwriting. What type of things you you do when you actually do the API calls in such a way that you don't incur a lot of costs? And the last thing is the uh, the dashboards, right? You're going to have distinct roles for which uh, like you're gonna have the underwriters, the funders, and those dashboards should actually reflect the true nature of their job, right? So those three things are uh, the key components of an LOS and loan origination system. And if uh, that's kind of how well, what we are today, right? Like there's way more that we can be. But like our bread and butter today is those three pillars. No, it's it's brilliant, and I, I like I like it when you said following the fastest moving water, and um, that led you there. So I guess you already answered how it integrates with the credit unions and banks. So these are the main customers, right? Credit unions and banks. Yes, and I would I would add finance companies to that too. Finance companies, although they're like non-depository institutions. They do they they do uh, comprise a a, a, a fairly uh, material amount of our, our customers. Okay, no, fantastic. Okay, so you work with these customers. What it, like when I'm looking at this, what would you say are some of the biggest pieces of advice you have for lenders? Lenders that you know they're not really efficient as as you used to be when you uh, first started this business. I mean, I think that. You need to be extremely empathetic with their current situation, right? Like it's not just telling them like this technology is cool, right? Like obviously they are figuring out to make money and be profitable businesses with their current tool set. So you need to make not only a, a technological case, right? You need to make a business case for them to actually like pay proper attention to the, the value that you can create for them, right? Like I think that. Uh, sometimes like technologists forget the fact that like, hey, like not ever if 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 the best technology always won, then they, they would have like beta Mac, beta would have uh, been VHS. There's a bunch of examples, right? The same applies in our industry. It's not like the best technology that wins. It's the, it, it is whoever really figures out the best way to make to, to make a business and a technological case for that particular partner, right? So, uh, the way that we approach it uh, is, aside from highlighting the power of the th those three pillars that I that I uh, mentioned to you, it's like really showing the power of automation, right? Like, kind of use it as a tool, augment the job of uh, and the the quality of time that our lenders have with their clients, right? Like, we're telling them, hey, like it's not about posting your branches or firing people or things like that. It's more along the lines of, hey, if you're going to spend the same amount of time with someone, make it quality time, right? Like ensure that if, when someone is at a branch applying for a loan, 
instead of having to ask them, hey, I don't understand your handwriting here, should be more talking about their aspirations, like not to what do you want to do with this money? How can I help you kind of uh, invest it? How can I help you like get the best uh, deal on that house? Things like that are, that are far more value added and like relationship building than like just the frustration of asking someone 50 times for a photocopier of their ID. It makes a lot of sense. You're talking about the vision and the uh, benefits, not just the feature. That makes exactly no. They make you, if you're talking about features, you're wasting your time. Like you need to really talk. You of course you need to pay attention to what type of features they want, but people want to talk about outcomes, not like all the gadgets. They want it's it's kind of like a, it's you watch a Bond movie, you enjoy the part of the gadgets, but you want to see Bond win, right? Like so. Just let's get to the point of, in which Bond wins. Yeah, exactly. And, and so mm. tech seems to be pretty slow in the finance world. And then, but then there are some people like you that figured it out. So like, why, why do you think tech is really behind in finance compared to other industries? It's, uh, first and foremost, regulation, right? That's, that's number one reason, right? Like, uh, for example, when you think about AI or black box models, good luck to, uh, telling a regulator uh, not being able to explain why a decision was made, made in a way that you know, and attribute to AI, right? Like the regulator is going to prove what they can understand, right? So it's important that like you're able to kind of have not only not necessarily paper trail, but the equivalent of a paper trail electronically, which you can explain like. Same situation, same uh, person, like same same response, right? Like, and you can actually explain and and trace it back to a particular thing. That is very important, right? So that is that is one of the reasons why. And second is like, hey, like Excel is a phenomenal tool, right? Like, I I am a big believer that if you have uh, a lot of the businesses are already very profitable businesses, so it's very important. Then again. To not only talk about the technology, it's very important to talk about the business case. Why are you adding value? Why of all the billion priorities that they have, why why is it that what, what you're offering that is so important? And that that is that that varies uh, case by case by lender. But I think we, uh, with the three pillars that we have as an organization, those three really allow us to resonate with them in terms of like what they what they're missing in their current solutions. Yeah, that's what that's what. And we were discussing some of this offline, but when on the lender side to switch gears, if I'm a lender or I'm a financial institution, I want to use your service. I want to use Fuse. How does it work? Like, is it like, do I pay a fee or do I get like origination I pay? Like, how does the, the it work with my business model from the financial point yeah. of view? It's a pure SaaS play. Like it's, it's a software as a service. Okay. Uh, type of play. Uh, so, to to some extent, we we we're not creating a market. We're kind of uh, dis disrupting a market in terms of like what the tools that we bring. So, um, there 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 are incumbents in the space that have already kind of dictated how some of the uh, how how business is done. So it's important that when you're actually ripping and replacing incumbents that you actually kind of uh, adapt yourself to what the industry is used to, right? Like you cannot completely change absolutely everything, right? So I, I do think that like uh, following that uh, software as a service pricing model, like uh, for now really benefits uh, uh, the way that like 
our customers understand the, the engagement and value of it. Makes, makes a lot of sense because you have to go with what people already believe uh, in order to take the current demand instead of trying to change their beliefs. Um, you need to minimize friction, right? Like you need to, uh, you need to find the, the shortest path uh, for them to uh, feel comfortable with, 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 the, with the change you're proposing because change is uncomfortable, right? You need to make it easy for them to like make that choice. It's my job and my, or my, 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 the rest of the organization to like really make the case for us. You know, so, so speaking of change, uh, at the time of the recording, the interest rates are pretty high. So, you know, does your business or how does this business, how do you find the change in interest rates uh, for the use of this software? Does it matter or is it fast? Is it doing better because of the high interest rates? Like how does that affect the business and, and we're, what do you do? We're, we're top of funnel, right? So we still see applications, right? I do, uh, what you see is more rejections, but from our perspective, we get, we, it's not that we've seen less people applying, right? It, 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 it just did like the quality, the offers are either people get more rejections or just the, the quality of the, the approvals that people get, they're probably not necessarily meeting uh, what they, let's say they want to refinance, right? They're like, hey, like, I'm, I'm be saving X amount of percentage. Uh, I'm not sure if it's worth my, the, 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 my time to do this. But like the bottom line is like, for, uh, for our type of business, the way that we're structured, the, this rate, the rate environment doesn't really affect us as much. What, what, what it really affect, what it really, the, the ones that are affected are our customers and the way that we help them uh, navigate a, a high interest rate environment is using technology that, that like allows them to adapt to this tighter funnels, right? If your conversion funnel is essentially approving less people, then that means that your cost of acquisition are going up, right? Because you're doing more data pools and all of that. With, with the way that our, our kind of like uh, kind of API integrations and workflows are built, it allows them to have much more of a control on uh, how to gauge for that, that that kind of cost of acquisition, right? So we help them kind of plan for that, automate, reduce costs that today they wouldn't be able to to manage otherwise. Brilliant. No, because because you're saying is when the um, when the amounts of applications get denied more, then you just help the companies become more efficient, so they're able to. You know, get more through, and your your software, so Fuse solves that problem of efficiency, and it's just more important in this market. Exactly, even even more important, right? Because it's it's cost. You you need to look at more for folks to approve uh, the the same amount. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And so, you you help companies a lot in that sense. So, what are some of the future plans, like? Um, you know, because this can this technology be applied to different industries, or do you have plans, or is it just you want to focus on debt, or, or what are the the future? We plans? we we are going to be remain focused for now. The the, the LOS market uh, is, is for forty billion dollars space, right? So there's plenty of opportunity uh, to stay there. I do think that like the applica the applicability of our tool set, it, it's it, 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 it it's really like very wide, right? Like when you think about uh, lending, there, I can I can think of a bunch of examples of industries that have similar kind of process flows and workflows. A natural one is 
when you think about insurance, the process of like underwriting a, uh, uh, an insurance or, or, or binding a policy is not too dissimilar. Of course, you're gonna have to make different uh, API calls and like the vendors for that data are, are, might change a little bit, but uh, this the, in the grand, grand scheme of things, fairly similar, right? Like, so I, I do imagine that like uh, companies will have philosophy, if it's not us, because some companies with our philosophy will probably attack similar problems in, in adjacent markets. I, I think remaining focused for now is uh, is a core priority for us. Got it. Because you want to be the master at uh, what you're currently doing. Right? Yeah, we, we're pretty excited about the space and the opportunity we have. We we should we should remain focused, attack and uh, and uh, put all 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 our efforts in in the, in the space that we're in. Oh, makes sense. And so there are some people watching this, listening to the podcast, or watching the video that may be in in that market there may be a, a lender a loan officer you know one of the uh, either a credit union or even part of a bank how can somebody who wants to get in business with you how would they get in touch to learn about uh you know how your your process works and to work with you yeah they can uh first the, op the first option is go on fusefinance.com and the second alternative of course uh they can uh ping me on linkedin i'll do my best to re respond to them as soon as possible uh, I've always had phenomenal mentors in the past. So like not only to talk about business, but talk about career, I'm happy to make the time for people. And uh, and, and for folks that are trying, trying to understand their tech stack and priorities, uh, we'd love to just be a sounding board and see like we can, how we can actually help them uh, or at least uh, allow them to uh, com compare notes on how they're thinking about uh, next steps in their own uh, tech, uh, tech journey. No, it, it, fantastic. Because candidly, you know, now that we wind to a close, like, I mean, you've done some great things with your career. You're in Wall Street, you're in Harvard Business School, and now you you run this company. So, if anyone wants to get in touch with them, please, we'll put the we'll put the notes in the description to to go to fusefinance.com and then to reach out to Andres on LinkedIn. So, any any last things uh, you want to share before we uh, wrap it up to close? Well, I hope everyone has a, a fantastic 2024. Uh, I'm full of hope for everything that comes. Uh, and and I hope that in 366 days, because we're going to have a leap year, uh, we're, uh, we're, we are uh, wrapping up a much better uh, uh, year for the, for the entire world and the human race. Fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, you know, Andres, great, great company. Great to meet you. And uh, with this... Head to FusePinance.com. This has been Razors.com. Now to Myers, the top capital raiser show. And we'll see you in the next video, everybody. Thank you.